The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Well, right now, though, I'm joined by the Minister for Special Education and Inclusion, Finnegale TD, Josepha Madigan. Uh, Minister, you're welcome to the show. Uh, what can you tell me about these four new special schools that are due to open? Thank you, Karen. Um, yeah, we're, I'm delighted today to be able to announce these new four special schools. Um, you may be aware of the fact that we've opened about seven, seven special schools over the last four years, um, but four of those were in Dublin and three were in Cork. So there was a bad, le- a bad need, I suppose, in, in some of the regions. So these four special schools, one will be in Limerick City, one in Enfield in County Meath, one in Gorey, County Wexford, and one in the South Caldera area. And the reasons why these locations were picked um, is because of, of the forward planning that we've put in place over the last number of years, where we can anticipate where there is a demand uh, and where capacity is needed. And these should be up and running by September 2024. So it's very good news um, for these children. Each school will probably take between, um, I, I think, between 20 and about 30 children, up to maybe 34, so about 120 across mm. the four uh, special schools. Um, and, you know, it, like it's really important that we obviously, you know, I've always said this to you, that, that we have you know, adequate provision um, for these children. And, you know, it's a good news that we, we will have these in place. Yeah, and listen, there'll be lots of relieved families in all of those areas uh, as well, uh, in addition to the other seven schools open and others in the works. It, it's interesting, uh, Michal Martin, the Tawnish that was in with me last week, and it, he, he was talking about the issues that um, uh, keep him awake at night, for want of a better description. Now, that's not how he, how he put it. Uh, and what he said more than anything else was... Um, how the state provides for children with additional needs uh, and kind of the shortcomings therein. I just wonder, as, as someone working directly in that area, um, politically speaking, do you share those frustrations? Yeah, I mean, I can completely concur uh, with what the Tonish is saying. I mean, I mean, people ask me what this role is like. Um, and the very first Minister for Special Education, I've been in this role now for three and a half years. It's a budget of £2.7 billion. But I would describe one day as frustrating, um, extremely frustrating, and, and the next day is extremely fulfilling. So there's always more to do, no matter what you achieve. But I think I can say with all certainty uh, that in the last three years, we have made such massive progress. Um, I mean, the amount of special classes, we've increased by 59% in three years. Um, we have 2,915 special classes now um, out there. And, it, you know, it's imperative that the National Council for Special Education, which in my view really wasn't properly adequately resourced in the past, gets the money and the funding to, in order to be able to employ more staff, in order to help parents and ultimately children, for children to get their, their appropriate placement. And we managed to get them £13 million. I fought hard for that in the budget this year in the negotiations, and they're going to be able to hire and recruit up to 160 staff over the next uh, few months, which will really help parents ultimately because I don't want parents who've had this awful horrific time of trying to to fight the system as they may call it um, to get a place for the child it's it's just simply not good enough Um, and I think we have made huge strides uh, in that area but it's not of course just about getting a special class place or special school place it's also about resourcing them adequately and we have 41,500 dedicated staff now, whether mm. between the special education teachers and the SNAs, to help uh, these children. Now, they're not always working in that area, though, aren't they? Because of the teacher shortage, principals will tell you, they end up, uh, despite recommendations to the contrary, uh, pulling them into normal classrooms, for want of a better description. 
Yeah, well, you know, that that's not something, obviously, that I condone at all, um, you know, because it's, it's the most vulnerable children that we need to look after. I mean, I think it, it's important to stress when we're talking about teacher supply that obviously there are challenges. Um, I mean, nationally, however, though, most posts are filled and the resignation rate is low and it is in line with previous years. And we have about 3,700 newly qualified teachers um, with about 120,000 now on the Teaching Council register. But we're doing as much as we possibly can to make sure that we retain those teachers um, and that we address any recruitment challenges. Mm. Because for me and from my perspective as Minister for Special Education, it's those 15,000 children in special classes that need the most support um, and obviously in special schools where we have about 9,000 children. Um, and then we want to make sure that we have adequate SNAs and special education teachers in mainstream also, because yeah. we have a lot of, um, you know, special needs, like, for example, dyslexia might be something where it's high incidence, low impact, um, where you have a lot of children who might, you know, need a few hours of an SNA, but maybe not a constant attention, but yeah. they still need that support in mainstream. So we don't want anybody left out of the system. Why do you want to run as an MEP? I want to run uh, as an MEP um, primarily because I have a real interest in how the EU can help Dublin. Um, I will be representing Dublin if I'm lucky enough to be nominated. Um, I believe that I have the requisite credentials. Um, I have the ministerial executive experience for the, for the last six years, 10 years in politics, 20 years as a solicitor, and I have a master's in French and German European languages. Particularly interested in the EU rule of law, how, how Europe can help mm-hmm. Dublin, the EU social model, and also the EU migration pos- policy as well, and how Europe can help uh, Dublin and help Ireland um, cater um, for, for, for migration. So I think those three key um, elements are something I want, I, I want to look at. Actually, on, on migration, we, we kind of had the first time really the doll today um, uh, uh, discussing kind of formally whether there's been too much immigration into the country. So these six TDs in the Rural Independent Group argue that there's a chasm between the public and the government uh, and saying that we should be stopping those who come to take advantage of our generosity as asylum tourists. Do you think that we need to have, as some are calling for, not all some, a national conversation about immigration? Well, my, now this is why I mentioned the EU migration policy. I think it's really important that the EU as, as, a, as a union assists uh, countries and assists member states. So we, we have been um, extremely generous and so we should be because we have obligations under the, you know, the EU directives and obviously international protection as well. But we want to make sure that we can look after uh, migrants when they come into this country. And I, I want to challenge the EU in relation to what financial assistance they can give us in terms of infrastructure, in terms of assisting Dublin in particular, where there's a high density, um, you know, and also to discuss the EU social model in terms of welfare um, and, 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 and domestic welfare there, yeah. you know. And, and, but I mean, and domestically speaking, you're not an MEP yet. Domestically speaking, um, they can't kind of wave a magic wand and create more accommodation. And that's kind of, I guess, the pressing concern that some of your uh, colleagues in government uh, face in dealing with this issue. In that context, do we need to have a conversation about limits? No, I mean, I, we, we have obligations uh, as a member state of the EU. I'm very happy. Yeah, but we have obligations to individuals is, at the moment and we're handing them tents and sleeping bags. I, I so think we're, not meeting, we're not meeting our obligations to, to human beings. 
No, I totally appreciate where you're coming from and I don't want to see anybody in a tent either. And I think that the government has been very honest about this and has said that there are challenges. Um, but we have obligations as a member state of the EU. And what I'm saying is, and I know I, I'm not um, yet selected um, to stand uh, for Dublin, but what I'm saying is that I would, I, would be talk, I would like to have a conversation with the EU in relation to how they can assist us um, in Ireland in, in assisting uh, my, those who migrate into this country because they're a huge benefit to our country in the skills that they mm. offer us. Um, and we want to try and support them as best we can. Minister for Special Education and Inclusion, Fine Gael TD, uh, Josephine Madigan. Minister, thanks a million for joining us uh, here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.